it would be preposterous to contend. I hate you both. What's up, nerds? Welcome back to Hatch and Bar. Hello, welcome back to your Hatch and Bar, your home of paranormal, supernatural, extraterrestrial, and true crime content. I am Summer, and across from me is Shane. Gang. Next time is Brian. Hello. And across from him is Cody. Yo. Cody, what are we talking about today? Summer, we are talking about something that uh, we've all definitely seen at one point in our lives. Feet. Feet. Yes, how absolutely. See, yeah. how'd I know? <laughs> you knew right away. We're talking about feet today. Are they real? Are you a believer? I've never seen them. <laughs> Me neither. I see eight. I wear shoes twenty four seven. That's a whole other problem. You're not supposed to have two. <laughs> <laughs> He's got his thick glasses on though. So, no, we're actually talking about a piece of film that we have definitely all saw at one point in our lives. Transformers. Yeah. Uh, we're talking about the Kim Kardashian sex tape today. It's too shaky. Yeah, it's <laughs> really shaky. Yeah, it's I can't. I can't. Too confusing. The too extreme. The way it's broken up, I didn't like it. Come shots. Fake. Did you say come shots? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, that actually segues really good into what we're actually talking about. Yeah. We're talking about a piece of film that we have definitely all saw, except for maybe Summer. I showed her last week. Yeah, I saw the titties. We are talking mm-hmm. about the Patterson-Gimlin film of the Bigfoot shot back in the 1960s. She was dubbed Patty because she got those big old taco she got them cakes. That's she got right. Those trucks, baby. It's the film we've all seen where the, the Bigfoot's uh, kind of walking down in the woods and it's walking away and it has that freeze frame where it just kind of looks right into the camera just perfectly. Almost like it was scripted. Almost, Almost. like it was scripted. Almost. Or was it? Well, if it was, it was poorly scripted, but that's part of the story. And I think all the listeners should know that, like, that iconic image of Bigfoot, that is that is the silhouette of Patty. Like, what we think of Bigfoot today, mm-hmm. it comes from Patty. Yeah. Here's Patty. Now, he's not the first person to speak on Bigfoot or Sasquatch, but this is the first time that I know of where there was, like, film footage proof. Someone put it on camera. Oh, this is groundbreaking when it came out. It came out in, in color, too. So color film. These guys are out on horseback and s- surprise Sasquatch. Colorish, yeah. Yeah, colorish. A little yellowish well, green, yeah. Well, I think they were coloring in with crayons still at the time, but it's, yeah, it was sure. close. Let's start with the people that captured the footage. Roger Patterson and Robert or Bob Gimlin. I liked him in Batman. He was great. He was great. It was Michael Keaton. <laughs> Michael Caine, actually. <laughs> As Close. Alfred. Close. Let's talk about Patterson a little bit. He grew up in South Dakota, but he settled into Washington State, where know anything about Bigfoot. That's where the majority of the sightings, even today, are still considered to be. I saw something kind of interesting about that. They were talking about how the, the Bigfoot sightings are related to rainfall patterns. Because it always they any any place with high precipitation areas, it's you get more likely to have more Bigfoot sightings. It was just this weird correlation they found. Makes sense to me. I guess they I like mean, rain like gorillas because they're comparing them to gorillas. Yeah. But how do they gorillas? Gorillas in the Congo, baby. <laughs> Interdimensional gorillas. Those That's why we're here. Those weren't real until the forties. Or until that movie Congo. I saw yeah. it. It was a sad movie. Patterson was a dedicated believer when it came to Sasquatch Bigfoot. He first became interested after reading an article about the creature by Ivan Sanderson in True Magazine in 1959. Sanderson was a little more known for his book he published in 1961. Really, it was more of like an encyclopedic. He took stories of other people who said they saw. So it's just like an old school blog post, yeah, it essentially. Was <laughs> it was basically all the accounts in the Bluff Creek area. He took all that and mm-hmm. put it into uh, a book mm-hmm. and that book was called abominable snowman the legend come to life and like i said it was just a bunch of surveys a few of them were from bluff creek a lot of footprints things like that and that was really close just a few hours from patterson's home so i understand that sanderson himself he calls himself the father of cryptozoology and he is one of those guys like an elon musk who believed in the Loch Ness monster he investigated wherever there was some kind of cryptid or some kind of mythological creature he also was really into the abominable snowman. So Shane, are you saying that on record, right now, Hatch and Bar has an exclusive that Elon Musk believes that the Loch Ness monster is real? No, I'm just saying like he was like an influencer, like a guy uh, with money because he had money. That's the thing. Yeah. He had tons of money, and he was publishing things. No, I it, thought we were breaking news. Never mind. Yeah, no. I was about to say Move I never on. heard this information <laughs> before. This is scoop season. Not yeah. here. Damn. But that's it. 
<laughs> that was it? Okay. Where did he get his money? I don't know. Who are you guys talking about right now? Ivan Sanderson. Ivan Sanderson, the okay. guy he just brought up. This the guy, abominable snowman guy. Did he, you say abominable without a hitch, too? He so, did, yeah. I'm abominable. proud of you. Yeah, <laughs> Good job, Shane. Look at you. I was waiting for him to fuck it up. He didn't. He's guy Abominable. Didn't even clap it up. He said abdominable. <laughs> <laughs> He didn't, though. He got it right. Patterson decided to first visit Bluff Creek with other believers in 1964, where they actually found fresh tracks on their first time out. Obviously, that set Patterson on his path. His first time out, he finds fresh tracks. Yeah. Okay. This is where a lot of the skeptic stuff starts to come out, because then I'm not sure. How do you guys feel about it? Because he was into Bigfoot and then later finds a Bigfoot, does that make him less or more reliable? That's the thing, because he was inspired by the 1959 True magazine written by Ivan Sanderson. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, like you said, he was going to investigate Mm -hmm. these things. And what year are we at right now? Uh, We're in 1964, and that's when he first went out. He might have read it a little bit later, but this is the first time he really goes out and looks, and he finds something with another group of people. He's been interested in it all these years, and he decides, you know what, let's let's go do it. Well, and to me, that doesn't say, make him less credible. I'm not saying that this is true or false, but following somebody says there's a monster or a beast or a deer or anything somewhere, and you go to the spot where they say it was, and you find it, I don't know that that makes you less credible, but... It sounds like you're on the the beginning to finding something. Yeah, it sounds like you're following the breadcrumbs, right? Yeah, absolutely, especially if it's in your own backyard, basically. But he was a true believer, because we're talking about 1964, and he spent thousands of dollars combing through the Bluff Creek area and other suspected Bigfoot territory. We're talking about Patterson now? Yeah, Patterson. So he spent thousands of other people's dollars. No, this is all his money first. Oh, so this is where all his money went. Yeah, he is spending his own money. After he spent all his money doing this, he reached out and with a few other people decided, okay, we're done draining our own accounts and decided to fund the Northwest Research Foundation, (laughs) which funded him and several others to lead more expeditions. To look for... Yeah. Bigfoot, yeah. Oh, wow. Can you imagine that? All right, Summer, hear me out. I need a whole team. And I need your money (laughs) to go do this. (laughs) Not mine anymore, because I'm broke. There's There's a leprechaun sighting at Broom Park, and I need some help. I need a thousand dollars right now. All your money. <laughs> it's just a crackhead dressed in exactly. Green. <laughs> I just need. I need all your money and all your beer real quick. We got to get to Broom Park. I understand this is sixty years ago, but just that conversation, like a loved one, like one of you guys coming up to me. Hey, look, this is going to sound crazy, but I found something. Which is why this is what happens in this and most of these stories is yeah, they spend their whole lives and all their money and everybody else's money and ruin all their relationships because of this. I can definitely see that. Yeah, it's absolutely it's right your, where it goes. Just losing the, wives, oh, losing children. Sure. Yeah. You can have a gambling addiction. At least stay home. You got to go in the woods for this. I do that every day. I'm proud of you. <laughs> and he wears a tie to work. He does. So. He's business and then he just goes goes wild. Yeah, when you're on a heater. So. At, <laughs> After he funds this, he decides, you know what? We got quite a bit of money. And he decides, I'm going to publish my own book. I'm going to publish and write it myself. Patterson it, wrote a book? He did write a book. Patterson was With doing other that. people's yeah. money. Oh, uh, it was heavily influenced by Sanderson. And the book was called Other People's Money. Yeah. A it, Bigfoot Journey. He, he wrote it in 1966, and it was called Do the Abominable Snowmen of America Really Exist? That's a long title. Yep. Yeah. The word abominable is just long. (laughs) This is where it got me. Also tried to write a docudrama where it would follow a cowboy... You know, he was a uh, he was a, a rodeo uh, cowboy. Yeah, so sounds he, like he this was, is yeah. starting to so sound a like a Hallmark yeah. or a Lifetime movie. He was a rodeo cowboy, and he was definitely uh, an experienced rider and into that whole culture. But it was where a cowboy would be led by an old miner and a Native American tracker who would be played by yep. Bob Gimlin in a wig. Oh, <laughs> Which no. uh, did they scrap that idea? Cause, yeah. yeah. Turns out Bob just looked like regular guy. But Bob, they painted him brown. Shout out to my native brother, one-eighth Apache. Is okay, so he was representing. Okay. He said, that's enough. Is he like that one-eighth <laughs> Apache like my aunt is? Because we're not. Like, is it that thing? So we have Patterson and Gimlin on the scene together now. Have they always been working together? They've or? been friends for a while. Yeah, they were friends. They yeah. didn't live real close together, so they didn't see each other a lot. And Patterson came from a little bit more money, so and he was off chasing Bigfoot. But Bob, was he was an actual cowboy. He was a working man. And anybody who knows the story a little bit knows this two yippie Kaye motherfuckers going out to go look for Bigfoot. Well, it was one yippie Kaye motherfucker and one yippie dog. It was yeah. more like Scrappy-Doo. It was one then... guy who was like, it's real. And his friend was like, yeah, I'll come with you. Yeah, because Bob <laughs> yeah. was there because he was actually could do the things... That Patterson, you know, could do at the rodeo. He needs someone to track and yeah. someone who a little more experienced. And that was Bob. Bob it, was a little more experienced yeah. in the wilderness. Than, he was just a, he was Roger. a professional cowboy. That was his thing. So, yeah. and for the record, he wrote a screenplay about what they did before they did it. Maybe, sort of, maybe. sort of. Because no, it, <laughs> okay. in okay. the film, what really happened, the Sasquatch didn't follow anyone, right? So it wasn't exactly what he said. 
And the cowboy wasn't even in the shot. So, so I decided not to like bring this up because it's something I want to talk about later in a different episode here. But in the 1920s, there was, and this is what the show is loosely based on, uh, there was a group of miners that were attacked by, you know, some ape people, they called it. They, they killed a couple of them and then they attacked their cabin afterwards. That's really what this show was based on more than their own experience. Bob was uh, a friend of his, and they decided they wanted to get into it together. It didn't work out. They got scrapped. That was the start of it, right? This is where kind of where this Bluff Creek thing starts, yeah. is when these group of the miners who had this incident you just talked about, mm-hmm. and then we have another incident in between railroad workers in the area, right? right? They yeah. started There's... seeing footprints, and yeah. this is where Ivan comes in, who I think records the stories. Yeah, he collects all those stories. And yeah. then you take Ivan Sanderson's work, and it gets pressed on to Patterson, who gets investors and wants to come out here and film something, correct? So that's that's pretty much the storyline going down. That's that's the timeline. With that old story, they decide they're going to make a docudrama. It, it doesn't go through, obviously. It's nonsense. And they decide, you know what? Him, he invites Bob out. Let's let's go look for this for real. Let's, let's spend a little time out here in, in the woods and take a good look for it at Bluff Creek. And they actually do that. They go out and they look for it. Everyone knows video of what they find. How long did it take them... For them to find yeah. this. How long were they out there? Yeah. They were out there for a couple weeks total looking. Let's get into the actual encounter with Patty. According to their story, in the early afternoon of Friday, October 20th, 1967, Patterson and Gimlin were riding, you know, generally northeast upstream on horseback along the east bank of Bluff Creek at sometime between 115 and 140. They came to an overturned tree with a large root system at the end in the creek, almost as high as a room. They'd been out there for a few days. From what I read, Patterson had left in the morning, came back to wake Gimlin up, and was like, hey, let's go over to this area. And that seems like a setup. Uh, absolutely. Are yeah. you kidding me? It could be. Because it's, it's, it's a red flag thing, but it's also the way it was described. Because I went back and forth on that moment, too, because it's they equated it to when you go camping with friends. When oh. someone, it's it's wait, literally wait, a, wait, a, hey, guys, wait, get over here. Wait, I found something. Wait, wait, No, it's not. It's You wake up before me and we're camping. You go off and fuck off until I wake up, and then we go do something together. So How? it could be that, or it could be this big conspiracy. It could go either way. I don't know. With How long that, was that gas station worker sitting out in the woods? Right. <laughs> yeah, for real. When, he was a former athlete. Thank you very much. He, he has a name. His name's also Bob. <laughs> but here's the thing. They did film a lot in the time they were out there. Mm-hmm. They used several rolls of film, and they were... Because he ran out of film when they were shooting Patty. Right. That was but, the last time. But right? before, oh, did they? Yeah. <laughs> they did. But before then, he was filming just random stuff, so... On you know several roles before then he he just has random footage of trees like and the river system yeah just B roll type stuff yeah. so, so I saw the footage of Bob and the pack horse riding it was, yeah. it was cute it was so, like a little house on the prairie hey Bob will you just uh, quit running that camera all the time <laughs> you have a limited <laughs> amount of resources he didn't, <laughs> but look he, at this flower he didn't actually have the camera out as they come he to that filming his pocket yeah, no it's <laughs> yeah it's an iPhone yeah. exactly <laughs> no he has it in the saddlebag on the horse where it should be. So it's put away. So when they round that large root system, there was a log jam or a crow's nest left over from the flood in 64. The hell's a crow's nest? You know, I don't really know. I'm not really a woodsy guy. Is that where crows live, I believe? That's what I thought. It was but a crow's it, nest. Do, they, do, do crows nest in the fucking It's river? either, wait, because there's a crow's nest. I think on a boat, isn't there a crow's nest? Isn't that where yeah, the, it's really the top high. part? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe there was a boat in those woods. There was a creek down there. So, so it was a creek with a log neck crow's nest? Yeah, there was a big ass <laughs> boat ship down there. It crashed. As they rounded, they spot a figure behind it simultaneously. So they both see it at the same time. Like, whoa, what's that? It was either crouching beside the creek to their left or standing there on the opposite side of the bank. Gimlin later described himself in a mild state of shock after seeing the figure. So that's their own account of it. They're not even quite sure where it was. Two totally different places. Yeah, but it's the same guy telling it. (laughs) He was real surprised. It's our boy. I mean, imagine if you just rounded a corner and you're just like, another fucking day out here riding this horse, and then... Bam. I wouldn't remember exactly where it was. Giant monster. You think that? You think that? Would you remember no. what that Bigfoot was wearing though? They see it twice. That, no, no. Those things be thing, and that's okay. what I remember. Well, because they, 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 it was off over there, and then this is before the, the horses even notice it, right? Right. This is before anyone notices it. Yeah. And Patterson initially estimated its height to around six feet six inches to seven feet, and then he later raised his estimate to about seven foot six inches. I heard a guy, I think his name was Greg Long, kept talking about that as Bob's fish. He gets bigger every time <laughs> yeah. he tells a story. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's all the way up to nine feet now. But this is this is Roger talking about, just getting bigger and bigger and bigger. But you think about when you see something that far away yeah. and you're not sure what it is. But here's the thing. Both these guys are experienced rodeo cowboys. They're around large animals all the time. They can guess and estimate a weight of something or the size of something. And when you see something and you're in shock, who knows? Yeah. How big was it? I don't fucking know. It was huge. Well, I saw when... Uh, 
Bob was talking about it in an interview. He was talking about his first estimate was 350 to 400 pounds until he got up and saw the prints versus what the prints the horses were making in the mud. And he was like, well, there's no way. It definitely weighs more than that. It so. was making a deeper impression over a larger surface area than a horse. It, it's great that you guys are coming with coming in with all of this. <laughs> I'm just giving you the, we're going to give you the empirical facts. Here's what's on the video. Here's what, and the lead up around it. You're definitely creating a situation where um, he's credible because he doesn't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So let's. He was get, shocked. Yeah. yeah he, they were shocked. And, and Shane is obviously a, a skeptic on this one. Believes in ghosts, doesn't believe in this. Let's talk about what the film actually shows. The film shows a large, hairy, bipedal creature, sort of like an ape like figure with short, silvery brown, like a gorilla, or dark, reddish brown slash black hair covering most of its body, including its big old Tonka truck breasts. Because it's yeah. a girl. It's big old bobbies. Which they didn't bobbies. seem to move at all, though, in the video. They she's were firm. very perky. Yeah, they were yeah. very firm. Mm-hmm. Good for her. Good she's for you, probably, she's probably young. a young Sasquatch. What's your exercise? Pilates. Yes. That's what it is. It was the, it was the 60s. What did they do? Aerobics. <laughs> oh, oh. Bigfoot oh, goth girlfriend. <laughs> it's got to be like a Reddit form. It is now, baby. Obviously, if you, when, you, when you hear that description, it's pretty much in your head. You immediately go gorilla or... Mm -hmm. But gorillas don't have giant titties that are hairy either, though. They don't. So that's not right. Yeah, they don't. And neither do uh, gorilla costumes. So that's also... That's the thing, too. Yeah, yeah. they they don't really usually have that either. It'd be very weird, especially in the 60s. And gorillas don't walk with as much swagger as Patty either, because... The way she was holding that hand and cupping it when she walked it, like she was pushing herself through the air. It was, yeah, that, was, that, was, that was a pimp. It was pretty sexy. She, yeah. was, she had that hand cup. She let him know. I was like, wow, she did. Swat she looked ass. back, turned yeah. the hip, and then just kept cupping and walking. Yeah, I'll what? Just fucking swat you, yeah. boy. She oh, sp- didn't walk. Yeah, she sped up a little. She ain't run, though. No, she ain't run. <laughs> Gangsters don't run, man. She outran a horse walking. Nah. Well, they also, there's this theory that people kept referencing, but I couldn't find any where they were getting it from about reports of Bigfoots, Big, Bigfoots, Big Feet. Sasquatches. Sasquatches. Abominables. Sasquatches. Walking faster than they should be, like almost like the Twilight Run, where it looks unnatural. So they're they're walking, but it's like they're on skis. So they're covering more ground than they should be able to. Maybe it's because they're taking such long the strides. The hand cupping Maybe. might help. It might be. I think they're actually... Aerodynamic. <laughs> they're, 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 they're pushing, pushing the air. <laughs> <laughs> like they're in the water. Waiting. They're always just waiting oh, to the water. Just got it, man. When you're on, you're fucking on. Patterson estimated he was about 25 feet away from the creature at his closest. Patterson then said that his horse reared up upon sensing the figure and he spent about 20 sec- seconds trying to get himself together after he was thrown from the horse. It actually trapped oh, his leg. No. At was one he point. okay? It trapped his leg at, at one point and it actually bent like a canister that was on there. He but because he's he's experienced, he immediately grabs the camera takes off running. That's why it's so shaky at first. He rolls you, out like an action You talked movie. about earlier, as soon as Shane gets here, by the way, he's like, see how shaky that video is? You think i got to stabilize that. It's because he was running. Shane. And it was also the 1960s. There was no yeah. stabilizer. It was yeah. nothing. It was just a 16-millimeter camera. So he got bucked from a horse. Yeah, so he yeah. jumps clear of it, John Wick style. Rolls on the ground. Endures a knee-slash-leg injury. Yep, he an takes... arrow to the knee. Scoops up that camera like a goddamn fucking New Orleans wide Indiana Jones. Yep. And he yells to Gimlin, Cover me! Oh, Which means basically get the gun out. Get the gun! But they agreed, if they do find one, to not shoot it. This time shoot it. No. Next time shoot it. No, they Next agreed time. to have the gun out in case Every time rushing. shoot it! I'm running at it! I want to point out that... that just <laughs> running, throwing dirt and rocks I want to point it. out that if Gimlin is not involved in, you know, maybe it's not real, maybe it is, but if it's not, then you put your buddy in a suit and you have Gimlin with you and you tell him <laughs> yeah. to pull out a rifle, you put your buddy at risk. Because what if he just said, I'll pull the trigger. Just shoots yeah. it because a giant monster. Yeah, a giant monster. Giant well, monster. Why am I here today? You guys are debunking the own fucking topic. No, we're not. No. I'm saying I'm saying that's why you wouldn't put your friend in a suit oh, to do it. That's why you okay. wouldn't do it. Because what if your friend got shot? That'd be sad. Be terrible. It'd be good jail time. Yeah. Is it worth it? Not for me. Or you really got to sell the, the hoax at that point. If you shoot your friend, you better bury that fucking body. No, bury- we killed a Bigfoot. Just take the foot. No, you, you fucking bury the Bigfoot. <laughs> like, you bring it to town, and you're like, hey, everybody, I got a Bigfoot. Nobody can touch but it. But nobody you can touch to it. bury it right now. There's a rule. It'll come back. We're going to kill it. I'm burning the body. I'm yeah, sorry. Gotta burn it. So- I have to burn the body right now. <laughs> Has anybody seen Daryl? There's nobody working at the gas station. No, Daryl. Daryl's at home. <laughs> He's not in a costume right in front of me. We have to get rid of this body. Is that Sasquatch screaming? No, burn it. No, it's dead. It's a dead... Everybody take a picture. 
I know what you're thinking, Summer. Like, wow, he bucked him. What happened to Bob's horse? Now, Bob's horse was much more experienced. And, oh. and, and Bob's, Bob's a, better a better rider. He was a better rider. He's a better cowboy. He was a, he he was a, he was a horse breaker. So. Not only does he get the gun out, he goes across the river on the horse, starts following Patty, because he's like, I'm on that ass. He yeah. saw those titties. Now he he's saw a that booty. He's butt on breaker. It. He's <laughs> on it. Say he's yeah. a butt breaker. Yeah. Now he's a butt breaker. Bob the butt breaker. He's after, right? After he gets in a somewhat better position, Patterson, that is, he stabilizes himself on that log, which they have found to recreate all this, films the rest of it, and that's where you get frame 352, where he turn, where the patty turns, and you get that perfect, boom, picture. She shows you the hip. Yeah. He follows her a little bit. Ah. He follows her a little bit <laughs> further, and then as the figure gets towards the woods, Gimlin is still following her, and Patterson has to yell to him to stop because they actually run out of footage. Oh, how convenient. Well, because you don't want your friend to get murdered off camera. That's Come true. Come on. What Died that for what? That's true. You got to get that content, you know? So, what the fuck is happening? Are you serious? <laughs> hey, after he chases him, she continues. They watch her still. Gimlin and Patterson both say as she continued to walk through, she walked up a pretty large hill. Which you can see in the in the footage there. that it wasn't, no, There was nothing easy about that walk. No. As she walks up the hill and goes further and further into the woods, nowhere near a road, just continues. And they watch her for a while. And then she eventually disappears into the woods. Into the Uber. So, picked her up. again, it would act like, think about it this way. When you think about an animal, what they see. When you're on a horse, it just sees a horse. It doesn't say like, oh, here's a horse. There's a person on top. They go, it's a fucking horse. Well, a what horse about before. when it sees a predator? Does they go, that's a really mean what horse? What the fuck kind of predator is it going to have? A horse? No. The, the horse the is the horse yeah. is Dunzo. The, the horse wouldn't be, the, the Bigfoot wouldn't be scared of the horse. It's a, it's a cloven hoofed so animal. you're saying that the, the, the Sasquatch, the Bigfoot, right. is a predator. And doesn't have any. It would be an alpha predator, predator yes. Yeah, I'm. I'm, like, you know, I'm sure that's also why we have never seen one. Dun, dun, dun. That's one of the reasons. It's so big, well, they're, strong. They're, make believe is another. No, they're interdimensional. Also that, yeah. Is what you meant yeah, to that's say. why they're always so blurry. Yeah, because in, in and out, in and out, you got to. That is an actual theory about it. They, people are like, well, they're from the fourth dimension. That's fucking crazy. I mean, is it any crazier than they're being a Sasquatch? Yes. Hatch and bar. No. I'll say it right now. We're so, not doing an interdimensional Bigfoot. We episode. already are right now. You hear this? this is, I'm crumpling up this paper. Things have changed. This, this story is over. We are starting over right now. I, this is all a scam for, to talk about Sasquatches. Interdimensional yeah. Sasquatches. This was all a scam to get you guys in into this cryptid black hole. So here we go. I'm in it. I want you who does not believe, yeah. I want you to think about this. The Native Americans have stories about it. So not only do the Native Americans have a story about it, they called it Sasquatch. Along the Pacific Northwest, into Canada, even in the South where they call it a skunk ape. American English settlers course, come over Florida's here. Of course, Florida's the skunk ape. English settlers come over here. They start seeing it, and they go, wow. They start making a bunch of stories about it. So let's go back further. South American people have stories about large, hairy, ape-like creatures like this that they did trades with. So did the Native Americans. Let's go further. Wait, they traded it's with them? It's kind yeah, of taboo they, yeah. to even talk about today, though. Yeah, but here's the thing. They traded with them because they weren't all evil. Mm. Now, were these the... Because I've heard what? the legends of the giants. Is it the giant hairy man, or is this the giants? No, it's the, it's the giant hairy man, but okay. they're, they're similar to what a Bigfoot yeah. is. And when you go to China, you go to Russia, they have stories of what? Dragons. The Yeti. Oh. The Yeti. Yeah, that's okay. it. So either one of two things happens. You either believe that they all concocted a fake story in contact with each other thousands of years ago and said, oh, it's all real. Which or they all saw the same shit. Or you watch the flow of this story as it follows down the Silk Road, see? Now, I will, I will let you know down. that I don't think they exist now. I think they did exist. I think it's extinct. So, really? Well, then why do the stories still persist? And I, like, that map that I mentioned earlier about the sightings matching the precipitation, you have to look at it. I'll show you guys later. Look it up on your own phone, guys, because okay. it's worth a look, because it's really, it's almost down to the dots. You look at the reports first, then they put the precipitation. It's completely blank. There's no zero sightings of a Bigfoot in, say, the middle of the country. I try to think about it logically where no one can get it on film. With the way we're, everyone has a camera on them at all times on their phone, they are through the woods. Someone would have it by now. Well, they're, they're, stop you right there. There's a phenomenon of people when they see something that mm -hmm. they should film, they don't. That's true. Because it's there's that shock of that moment, too, because we have our phone out for everything. We take a picture of cats. But or like deer blinds, too. I feel like it would catch something. You know, some kind of camera in the woods? Yeah. Right. Maybe. Here's my thing, though. People are so quick to go, oh, that's not real. It's fake. It's nonsense. Bullshit. 
yet you believe that dead people come back to life and walk through walls. Okay? <laughs> I've never even seen, like, met Harry Styles. Right. I don't no, believe no, no, in that no. guy. And we come back to this every really. time that we talk about <laughs> mythology, we talk about any kind of, like, any kind of, like, uh, urban legend or ghosts, anything that's mysterious, paranormal. No, Jeff the Killer to Bigfoot. There's a bit of oh, a joke. Oh, that's a There's a joke. Okay. That's a huge difference. Okay. Jeff the Killer is an urban internet legend. Okay. Bigfoot. Is something that's been cited and viewed for thousands of years. Yes, everybody's. Every, I mean, every culture has a Bigfoot story. Yep. I guess I'm getting at is there is no body. There's not a skeleton anywhere. And yeah, there's unmarked places in the world that we haven't been to. But how does Bigfoot always stay there? What if they bury their dead just like we do? Or burn them or burn. anything they could they could bury them they could dispose of them any way we don't know of which would suggest that they're intelligent close to us or mm-hmm. some kind of similar way to us in which i can't discredit that at all maybe they are there has been that effect of people that have encountered them and tried to shoot them and found themselves unable or hesitant to pull the trigger so that the sasquatch gets away because it's that looking in the face and seeing that human-esque face makes people have a pause like again the gorillas were considered a myth until 70 80 years ago yeah it's not long it's a very true thing, okay? I guess what gives credibility to what Bigfoot, to me, um, and you'll hear me say this in multiple hash of bars, it isn't the people who see it and want to talk about it. It's the people who see it and don't want to talk about it that makes me... Go, Brian. Bob Gimlin. Go. That's Bob Gimlin, yeah. Because he, initially, when this all started, when they when this is filmed, and then... Because Roger Patterson, he only survives this film by three or four years. And then it kind of goes dark, because Al Diatley tries to run with it, who is his brother-in-law. And was kind of his financier for all this, or you know his pimp, as I like to think of him. Because, but either way, they tried to run with it and make money off it. But Bob was still working as a—he was just a cowboy, so he we couldn't make it to these touring events. He couldn't be there where Roger was, and nobody was taking it serious anyway. Years down the road, you get to probably the last 10, 15 years. Bob has finally started talking about it again. Yeah, but before that, like his wife was threatening to leave. It was him. ruining his life because yeah. people were calling the phone all the time, and everybody's calling her a liar because just because he was there, he was just a guy being paid to do a job, and then he became the biggest asshole in the world. Which Roger Patterson didn't help with that a lot because he did a lot of double dealing. Double dealing, then died. Yeah. So just left him on his own. Well, one of my favorite facts about him that I found out was that he sold the, the distribution rights to like seven or eight different people before he died <laughs> for the film. <laughs> so he was just insane. he just kept selling it over and over and over again. He was turning that dollar over. Classic over. Roger. <laughs> He's got a hustle, and I respect that. The way I understand it is quick as he could, Roger, him, he, he went to town right after the video, right? Yes. So they, and he's, which is where a lot of skepticism comes in right there, right at the beginning. Right at the beginning. Yeah. And so as quick as he could, Good. He's trying to find some kind of foundation, some kind of scientific foundation. First thing he does is he goes to Canada's University of Columbia. Panel experts reviewed the film and refused to accept it because without any actual physical proof, it was very well could just be a person in an ape costume walking in a video. And that seemed to happen a lot. People just kicking him out the front door before he even got a chance to come in. You see that first day when they're right there at the river, at the, at the creek, and they're running back to town. There was something, some insurmountable... At the creek. At the creek. Yeah, creek. Down at the creek. God. Damn. So they when they, when they escape the creek and try to get back to town, it people call into question the amount of time it took them to get back too. Which I I don't know that splitting hairs on that feels kind of dumb to me. And I don't know what kind of backdoor dealing he had to do to get that developed because technically the film shop that they took it to to be developed was supposed to be closed that day, but somehow they got it developed. Doesn't really matter because we have the film. And there we were not a developed. lot of people that could develop it because it was sort of new exactly film. And good, so they good movie by the way. <laughs> what they what they're trying to say is that some people say that he, they had pre-filmed it or pre-recorded it and then they were trying to act like it happened that same day, but that doesn't make a lot of sense cuz then why would you make the timeline so tight? If you're if you're doing a hoax, there's just easier ways to do it. Okay, I let you kind of take over afterwards. Mm-hmm. I just want to do the beginning, but I heard they had like a really hard time getting out of there. They did. They did. Like hotwire and steal a car. Yeah, the, well they, cuz their truck that was pulling the horses <laughs> was got Was it a car or a truck or was it No, like they had to use somebody's tractor. They had to so take they, the horses behind. Yeah, they had to hotwire somebody else's tractor to That's pull their truck out of the ditch because there was like a mudslide or something happened. Yeah. They borrowed. Uh, yeah. He said <laughs> borrowed and they asked legally and Bob just laughed. I was like, I was like fucking 1960s, man. That yep. was life. It's just a tractor on the side of the road. Like, we'll use that. Yeah. You knew how to hotwire it. <laughs> Men, sti- men being men. Oh, Honestly. dude, that's really? boys being men. Yeah. <laughs> no, it, it was really funny because I remember reading the same, what you guys were just talking about, mm-hmm. and it was, he borrowed without asking a tractor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it probably without stands asking. up in court. There was a funny story Bob was telling about that day that they that they filmed Patty. He was saying that uh, 
he was going to leave, and Roger wanted to stay a couple more weeks, and he asked Bob to come back and get him after. And Bob was like, I can't do that. Gas is too expensive. You're going <laughs> to leave your ass out here unless you find another way. And they found Patty, like, the next day. So, huh. Huh. I know. Adorable. So after the University of Columbia figured out that this is bullshit, they, uh, Roger, that didn't stop him, okay? He's got to find some sort of backing for this. This is proof. He's got this film of Patty. The, he's the first film of Bigfoot. He's running with it. This is his live stream and passion. He pushed as quickly as possible to get some experts on his side, and he got the attention of America, really, because he's talking to people, and people are talking. And this will take the our nation by storm and soon the world that there is film, okay? There is film A Patty. He's out there. Summer, I want to ask you a question. Let's say you're into, like, ghosts and all that stuff and watching, like, the YouTube stuff you watch where people do the ghost hunting. I like watching it. Yeah, let's say, for example, you decide to go do that, and you catch a ghost on camera, not just like, oh, look how blurred it is. Like, no, he's interacting with us, and we see it. What's the first thing you're going to do after you leave? Tell everybody. Yeah, fucking everybody. And guess what? I'm going to try to make fucking money on it. No, you gotta right away. You have to burn that tape. It's gonna ruin your life. That's all we know from all of this. I That's all we're gonna learn from this podcast adventure is it's ruin your fucking have life. Have you ever seen no, the ring? I'm, I'm gonna no. <laughs> I'm gonna. It's a I'm documentary. Gonna, I'm gonna sell it to Disney for a bunch of money. Disney. The, yeah, because they buy everything. So then they're gonna come to me. <laughs> the like, Haunted Mansion like, Three. Cody, we want to talk to you about the ghost. Like, mm, I don't know. Talk to Disney. I'm a billionaire now. Leave me alone. Okay. They call you Cody Disney after that. Yeah, I would change my last name. <laughs> Cody Disney. <laughs> Well, Cody Disney, I couldn't disagree with you. I would do the same exact thing, especially if there was a check. So then the why are you trying to why are you trying to tell him like this is the first thing you did? Obviously, it's not real. You would do it. You would do it. I would do it. Well, like, I didn't say that it wasn't real. I was leading up to what wasn't real. Well, because yeah. my question is, yeah, I guess it comes back just to piggyback on that, which you said though is did is does the pursuit of trying to monetize it make it less credible? It's if it's if I have a video and I think it's Bigfoot and I put it out there, it doesn't change being real or not just because you don't believe. No, we would all do the same thing. I wouldn't. I really wouldn't. It would. It, I, no, I'm I'm cool. You would keep it to yourself. Yeah, it'd be on like my, my my Facebook wall. <laughs> you could check my reels. That you way, see my Bigfoot video. <laughs> that way, CNN and everyone else makes money on it. Well, it'd be like a slow burn. Thirty years from now, I people are like, you remember my, when Brian found Bigfoot? I shared it on my TikTok. <laughs> but as the nation got this story, he got the attention of Times Magazine, mm-hmm. and with Times Magazine. And another magazine, I can't remember the name, forgive me. We got real scientists, okay? Same way at the panel in uh, the University of Columbia. And namely, we have John Napier, who's a primatologist, one-time director of the Smithsonian Primate Biology Program. He clocked that one in. You hear that sentence, boy? Wow. (laughs) Wow. He practiced that. He did. Look at that shit. He rehearsed it in the mirror. Wow. Wow. You were like an inch taller for a second there. That was amazing. (laughs) I I looked at him. I was like, is he five foot six? God damn, dude. I felt his dick like, throb. Yeah, it was amazing. His his dick grew one inch today. So John Napier, the primatologist, which is it's a long way of saying studying apes, he uh he Say would go, again, he was a what kind of paleontologist? Primatologist. Damn it. Don't fucking start dissolve it. <laughs> oh, I just I thought you said paleontologist. I was like, that's not apes. No, he's a primatologist. Um yeah. he'll go on to create the nineteen seventy three book Bigfoot, the Sasquatch and Yeti in Myth and Reality. Another long title. Yeah. John Napier in his book would point out that Patty's anatomy did not match her movements. Her gait should have been different than a human. In the video, he argues that the gait resembles that of a large human rather than an ape her size. Well, she's not an ape. The footprints themselves would have also belonged to an ape that was much larger See, but than Jane, the one in the video. Jane Goodall said it was a Sasquatch. So what's up? I got another primatologist okay, over so, here. Yes, okay, you're right. You got the primatologist. Yeah, it said she yeah. lived with the apes, but you're yeah. right. John Napier from Ohio. Yeah, you got this dude from fucking Ohio. <laughs> I don't know if he's from Ohio. my biology teacher <laughs> out here talking about, oh, I know. She lived with the apes, homie. She knew the apes. Kodiak, he argues that the length of the footprints are at variance with his calculated height. Okay, was he there? The shape themselves will take an unrealistic hourglass. And wait, he's a primatologist? What's he know about math? He's a monkey guy. He knows everything about apes. No, pick a lane, John. (laughs) What does he know about about Sasquatch? Does he ever live with them for a while and know how how their footprints work? Obtuse are cute. What's the difference? He goes, oh, it's it's Gates not right. How do you know about her hips? You ain't seen her hips. That girl is thick. And also, just compared to what? There's the only video of a Sasquatch. Continue. I'm glad I got three pages of this. Ladies and gentlemen, the next hour, just us yelling at Shane. He reads off one sentence. That's <laughs> fucking idiot. Don't worry. We're going to round it back off to inter- interdimensional Sasquatch. <laughs> it's all going to come full circle. Um, Actually, Summer. What? Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I just want to talk to you. They keep yelling at me. <laughs> 
John Napier, uh, he, he works along with Life Magazine, other credible fucking scientists. Jane Goodall. And Life Magazine, they could not publish uh, the article stating that Bigfoot was actually found. They couldn't do it in good faith uh, because there's no proof. There's still no proof at this point. This is the initial reaction to Bigfoot. I will, you know, I get that. I wouldn't publish it either because you're not positive. What I'm saying is, this is America. Prove to me that it's not real. <laughs> prove this video isn't real. Well, prove to me that it is real. I don't have to. I gave you a video. I'm innocent until proven guilty, baby. Innocent. It's real. I'm confused by this argument now. Either way, I like where it's going. It's very yeah. Bugs Bunny defense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah <laughs> Just bouncing around. My point is, my point is, you have to prove to me that it's not real. Because until it is, it's real. That's how it works. So you, you can't call him a liar until you can prove it. David Daigling. Dumbass okay. name. Fucking nerd. Yeah. <laughs> David Dingling. Yeah. Who wrote Bigfoot Exposed? <laughs> I like that. I don't know why. And then he writes Bigfoot Exposed. Yeah, David Dingling. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's just Bigfoot titties yeah, and dicks. This is um, hentai. Fucking weirdo. We don't want to hear about this guy. Next. Did more with your stupid lives. Um, an anthropologist. <laughs> yeah, does does David Dingling have a podcast? David Dingling, who wrote Bigfoot Exposed, who is also an anthropologist. Comma, Dave is also an anthropologist. That's what I want. <laughs> well, he makes a great point. He says, Patterson set out to make a Bigfoot film and instantly stumbles upon one. Uh, Bluff Creek was the space where another Bigfoot hoaxer, Ray Wallace, who we talked about a little bit earlier, um, we didn't get into him. That's the guy who this... had the footprints at the railroad. His kids will expose him. Like oh. Ray Wallace, he was an interesting character because they tried to blame him for every footprint that's ever been made about a Bigfoot. He probably did some of them. I believe that. But it's like he was just traveling across the whole world yeah, making like ten, or, ten or twenty max. Nope. Everything on the West Coast. It was just super convenient. <laughs> it was. He found three. They're like, it was Ray. Daling's conclusion is straightforward. The absence of physical remains, bodies, or parts thereof is, to my mind, the most devastating argument against the Sasquatch. Fucking well, wait, sometimes. I have a counter-argument. If it's a fake, right? Let's say that's, Alleged. Let's say it's a fake. Let's say it's a fake. There's no bones for a real Sasquatch. There's also, where's the suit for this one? Okay, one point. <laughs> where's the suit? Where's the suit? I got that, too. It's never we showed up. This, baby. You're going to bring up Philip Morris and his bullshit. That's not right, yeah, either. Man, I got you. I got your counter-argument. Philip Morris is coming. Oh, he's about to be with David Dingling here in a second. Don't worry about it. <laughs> well, Dingling, one point made much of by Bigfoot enthusiasts is the sheer number of reported sightings that paint a relatively consistent portrait of the creature. It would be preposterous, they contend, to think that so many people could have entered into a kind of conspiracy to plant so much similar evidence. Daling rejoins that this mode of argument sets up a rhetorical trick known as the false dilemma. Hardly takes conspiring to, to produce a consistent profile of a Bigfoot if potential hoaxers can read a newspaper or operate a television remote, the author writes, they have the ability to acquire descriptions of Bigfoot evidence and recreate the evidence in short order. Basically, you all know what a fucking Bigfoot looks like because of Patterson and Gimlin. Mm -hmm. And that's why you guys keep seeing the same fucking Bigfoot, because it doesn't exist. It's, it's just a confirmation female bias. Female hysteria. Yep. I know what a redwood looks like. I never fucking seen one. It's red, right? Big ass tree. <laughs> red. Sometimes you can drive through them. <laughs> I have seen the pictures. <laughs> I have seen the pictures. Well, I'm going to beat you to the punch with Philip Morris. Okay. So Philip Morris is the guy who came out years later claiming to have sold. Make, uh, he makes great cigarettes. He does not make cigarettes. He makes great costumes. They're a costume-making company, but they're, I don't think they're related to the Philip Morris family. <laughs> I really don't. <laughs> I really don't. Same name. Same, I know. This same, is same, same guy. Either way, neither here nor there. But, so they were like the go-to costume shop in that area that time period. And Philip Morris said he sold Robert Patterson, or Robert Patterson, Roger Patterson, a gorilla suit in the, the, the days preceding this. He did not say that it looked like Patty in the film. He said he sold him a gorilla suit, which is the same gorilla suit they sell to everybody, which is supposed to be very high quality, but it's not a Bigfoot suit. Didn't have breasts. It was, the construction of it wasn't the same. He said it was in one big zip-up suit. So it, you know what a gorilla costume looks like. Yeah. You, know, you can picture the gorilla suit in your head, and it does not look like what's on that film. I did a lot of research. This was on October 20th. Mm -hmm. Well, it's 11 days later, baby. Halloween. That Roger was being a uh, being a gorilla for Halloween. Maybe, or maybe I, he was going to use it. Did not do any of that. That is a lie. But that's my argument. Because <laughs> my thought was it would could have been he had the idea for the doc. If he say he, even if he did buy it, he was talk, talking about this docudrama. He was going to have a Sasquatch in that. So maybe they were going to do something with it that angle. But either way, Philip goes on to say that advised him on how to extend the arms and how to make it look like a Sasquatch. He was giving him this little little pointers or whatever. But the suit itself costs something like a thousand dollars. In old timey money, a lot of money. It's a lot of money back then, 
And mm. so this is from Roger Patterson, who at this time is using a rented camera that he even got Patty on that he couldn't even afford that. So he's how does he have a thousand dollars for this? And he's got he's got money to kick because uh, around the same time is when Bob Hieronymus is another character that comes into the scene. So they're paying this guy too. They're buying a suit. They can't afford a camera. They have no money. Where's the money coming from, Shane? If it's not real, where's the money? Where's the suit? You know what? I have pages. Of people tearing the story apart, and I'm not going to do that. I'm done with that. Actually, you did that already. It's super obvious. He's out of pages. We have 60 years of people. Hear me out. One second. Suit gate. I don't know, but suit gate. <laughs> suit gate. <laughs> suit gate. 2022. Exactly. My favorite detail of the story Brian just said was uh, supposedly Patterson. Mm-hmm. He said the arms need to be longer. And... There was all these little details, which would line up with him using it and as it a Bigfoot in that docudrama he was going to use. But because this that suit that he sold him, which they wouldn't uh, they wouldn't let them take a picture of it for the book that the guy was talking about because he didn't. Philip Morris wanted to talk about it, but he didn't want to show anybody what the suit looked like. But it oh. didn't look like the Bigfoot. It just I know what a gorilla suit looks like. If it even if this is a hoax, it's not a gorilla suit. That's a that's it was it was a good suit, especially for the '60s. They have tried to recreate this video so many times. Philip Morris tried to recreate the suit for a documentary couldn't recreate the suit so they didn't use the suit he told them that he wouldn't give it to him because he said it didn't look good enough so he couldn't recreate the suit that he made get out of here they with today's technology computers ripping it apart frame by frame it's a minute and 59 second video which is crazy it's like it's like, the second most reviewed video in history next to the kennedy assassination yeah. so they just they're picking it apart 2022 you've got 80 years to or 60 years to look at this and nobody can go well this is how they did it well you're very true there you're very true there's been 60 years of people picking this apart and that's i mean that's interesting to take back there is no sure like this is or this mm-hmm. didn't happen and they found the exact spot so they tried to set up the exact same camera in the exact same spot and, and do multiple it with, teams and we're it talking do- and they, movie it does they look, hollywood get, level they can't get the footprints to be deep enough although they like, there was a lot of debate about not being able to mimic the gate and all this dumb stuff that was kind of stupid to me because no i can i could walk like the stupid thing it's no, not that hard if it was a person in the suit he was a super athlete that, and, well, I, did, that's, I did read that somewhere, which yeah. is the funniest shit I've ever heard in my yeah. life. Yeah, they took a lot of time talking about how humans can't walk like Bigfoot, and that's dumb as hell. I'm going to compile uh, the rest of this bullshit and just... <laughs> in the one <laughs> sentence. And just tell you guys that uh, if you want the latest and greatest on this, as far as debunking this video of Bigfoot, not Bigfoot exists or anything, but we're talking about Patty exclusively here. Don't get that twisted, guys. Check out Chris Murphy. He wrote a book 2019 called Bigfoot Film Journal, okay? Good title. And what he does is he he tears apart every frame with scientific evidence, the evidence of the years, and he's not for it. One of the things he says is that neither humans nor chimpanzees have hairy breasts, as does Patty in the film, plus the boobies are too perky. And I get that. Those are some nice-ass titties. High and tight. Uh, High and tight. They seem unaffected by gravity. I think he's just attracted to her. He does a huge analysis of the Patterson-Gimlin film. Most other scholars, noting the height, size, and speed of Patty within the frames, being that unnatural and most likely a person in a suit, that's kind of the, the, the area he takes. So yeah, the, it, it looks, I, I read a few things where it said, oh, the, the walk doesn't look natural. It doesn't look, uh, you know, like it looks like a human pretending to do a certain kind of walk. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? I can pretend to walk like a cat. I'm not a cat. Right. And if I'm going to do a walk, why would I do like an intentional human walk? It's just weird. Yeah. It's, the little things that don't add up. And then if you do look at it really closely, you can see the muscles moving, which is kind of, that's where it kind of gets weird. I can't, I don't know where I fall can on this. Can you see the muscles moving? Yeah. You can see muscle definition at least. Even in, in 1967 on that camera, you can see the muscle definition in its legs. Because you can see the leg flex when it weird. lands. Because I've watched all these slide, hours of this shit, seriously. And then I, I, the flip side of what that, like almost that book is doing, I listened to this eight hour long blob, Astonishing Legends. They did a real deep dive and they're very pro it and they take that same way that this guy's breaking it apart so you're right in a way that it doesn't there's arguments on both sides of this there's really no definitive answer yeah and if you want to listen to something that's like way more scientific and in-depth and get all facts and they talk about that gate a lot. eight hours astonishing legends they did an awesome yeah, job on it. those guys they killed it now that's not what we do here well, no, 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 no. We, we, we fuck around. Facts. We're, we're here well, for hee hee ha and Sharon. We're facts. fucking around. We're what, having a good time. We're, we're, trying to, we're trying to introduce you to this. Get you into it. Yeah. I want to introduce you to Bob Hieronymus because he's the last character that I think matters in this because he was the one that comes out after Roger dies and he says he was the guy in the suit and 
he's finally, he never came forward because he was hoping to get some of the money from the proceeds of the film and he was afraid he was going to get in trouble for fraud. So he didn't say anything. And then he finally, uh, this guy, I believe his name was Greg Long, wrote a book and was interviewing everyone associated to it. And so he finally was the one that tracked down Bob and asked him to speak on it because there were rumors floating around that he had been the one in the suit. Bob told him he needed to talk to his lawyer. He talked to his lawyer and then he finally talked to this, did an interview with this Greg guy. And so his whole story, because Bob was a very athletic, large man, and he said they paid him 300 bucks and whatever old-time dollars were for him to wear the Bigfoot costume and walk around. He said he had football pads and a football helmet on underneath and his regular street clothes, which all of it factors into it not fitting quite together. And also, yeah. Bob Hieronymus isn't... He's 6'1". He's big, but he's not that... Pretty yeah. big. That's pretty big, but six he's not... not that big. He's not that big. Not six, that big. Six one's not that tall. And he we said have the suit... friends way taller than that, that if I put them that far away, would look smaller than that. And yeah. I... Yeah, and there was a... I did see a digit... They, when they... They put it all into a digital, like a computer simulation, to try to get the size of it. Yeah. And that's they put her around seven one to seven four. That's where it fits with. They, even if it's a person in a costume, that's where they 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 think the size is. Right. So, so not some six one dude who thinks he can walk like a ape in football pads and a helmet. And it just it's a lot of it. He said he also said he put one of his prosthetic eyes into the mask last second with a piece of clay. Because he said it made it look more realistic. <laughs> so, so stupid. And I feel like you would be able to tell if it was football pads. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. look like... His story is super sketchy because I couldn't find out exactly where he knew these guys, but they all knew each other, and Roger owed him money, too. And I think that's... <laughs> so it was just, he was trying to get his money. Roger, man. I think all those accounts came out almost like uh, 20 years ago or 15 years ago, and they didn't mm-hmm. stick. No, no, because right. he got... Debunk, but some people they stick to him because it's one of those things it just enters the zeitgeist. You say, Oh, I was the guy in the suits, all of a sudden, oh well, Bigfoot's fake. So it's one of those where it doesn't have to be right or wrong, it just becomes a part of the consciousness, and some people only catch that part. Well, America's cryptid, we can't say whether or not it exists, but we know it lives in the heart of all Americans. Feet. <laughs> <laughs> lives feet. in the feet of all Americans. The feet of all Americans. Yeah. Um so just uh, just so Sugar Shane here, Gold Golden Throat. I just want to let you guys know that I don't necessarily believe that Bigfoot doesn't exist, but I do want to say that he rolled his eyes when he said that. This... You could hear it. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> it doesn't exist. God, we're gonna, I just don't want to do any more of these. I'm in the camp of the Patterson Gimlin film being fake. Sorry, uh, I. Oh. We didn't make the film. I don't give a shit. Yeah. Yeah. I said, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I, I just I know it's the the firm, it's the the, the I'm backbone. Throw this shit. <laughs> <laughs> but it, to me, I, it it's not real. I want to know, Summer, where you at on That's this? That's what I want to know. Summer's been oddly quiet. Well, just, she's soaking been, it in. I've just been soaking yeah. it in. Uh, yeah. I don't know, man. I I do kind of believe what you said about maybe they like used to be real, but at the end of the day, stories can just be stories. Well, what about this? Do you think this film is real? I don't think so. Mm. Yeah, that's my girl. <laughs> so obviously, I went I went on a little rant earlier where I do believe that they yeah, we, are real. I think we know what you. Think. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> that they were real. Maybe not now, but they were real. Here it goes. Uh, this video, it could be real, but but. I think Patterson faked it, and I don't think Gimlin was in on it. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I think this man has been living this his truth for a while, and he's got duped. Because Roger Patterson, R.I.P. Buddy, but you were out there scamming, homie. Like Roger you was, he was a get shit done kind of guy. Yeah. Figured out later, but the only reservation I have with it being a fail or a, a fake, I should say, especially with just Patterson's involvement, is he just wasn't that clever. And if he did this, it was a really good suit that has f- been fooling people for 60 years. It's been a really good hoax. And it's just, it sounds like all of his plans went to shit every time he planned anything, yeah. except for this one. But even then, he still didn't really make any money. And his last days before he died, he was in Thailand trying to get uh, some soldier said he had captured a Sasquatch at a monastery. And Roger Patterson spent the last of his money there trying to get that Sasquatch that wasn't real, came back to the States, died. So he spent the rest of his life trying to prove that this was real, and he was he was, on, he was on he was on his deathbed. Bob Gimlin said that one of the last things he said to him was like, "When I get better, Bob, we're going to go back out there. And we're going to bring rifles, and this time we're going to shoot the motherfucker." Because he had spent his whole life trying to prove the thing that he tried to prove that he caught on film, thought would vindicate him, and it just ruined him. And anytime I see any of this stuff, my inclination is always to go, mm, "That's bullshit," right? <laughs> But this is one of those things where I've been arguing for it. I'm on. I'm leaning towards it's fake. I've always kind of leaned towards it's fake. At the same time, I want it to be real so bad. That's where I'm at too. Especially, I want it to be real because I, I would, I would like to think that he's not just doubling down on the con. 
Wouldn't it be insane? How frustrating would that yes. be? Yes, imagine you got the me and Summer are riding fucking unicorns. We're we're we're, we're going <laughs> down the <laughs> hill, smoking swishers. Bareback, bareback on a unicorn. You got fucking Cody on an eagle. You got Brian on a goddamn dragon, and we're just going down the hill looking for this fake thing. And then we actually see this fake thing, and we get it on film. I get what it's like to not believe. Like people have people believe you. I was fishing for walleye one time on the Flint River with my dad when I was a kid. This is not a joke. I don't know how tall this is. I saw a fucking beaver that was this big. That's too I'm, tall. I'm not fucking kidding. It's as high as this guy. That's like a table. four foot beaver. It's yeah, too big. It was like a three and a half foot tall beaver, and no one believed me. But my dad was with me. We saw it. We were like, "Is that a fucking bear?" No, it was a beaver. That's not a beaver. It's a child. It's too big. It's huge. So baby Sasquatch. Maybe they did see something. <laughs> maybe they did. Maybe they did the see babe something. Squash. I, I do think. Based on Roger's actions before and after, that's what throws a skepticism into it for me. It yeah. Before I looked into this, I was one hundred percent in it was real. Well, uh, and people talked about yeah. Roger Patterson's. He had bad credit around town. They talked about how they made him. Yeah. And bad but credit. So, I have bad credit. I'm not a bad person. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but you're not out there. You're not out, in the 1960s. It was hard to have bad credit, and yeah. you're not out there just like taking money. You don't owe everybody money. Like, stop giving me money. People need to stop giving this man money. <laughs> Can you imagine? Like we got this new thing, credit, and you already got you got, you got, got bad credit. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, ain't that a bitch? Just give me one more, daddy. The, the, the credit came out yesterday, and you already got bad credit. <laughs> I, I honestly, I. You know what? I'm changing my stance. It's real. I I, I want it to be real guys, so bad. I don't know because just especially yeah. hearing Bob talk about it because Bob he's just seems like a, I feel like I've met Bob before. He feels like one of those guys. You you could meet a guy like Bob and he seems to be at least sincere in the way that he experienced things and then his interactions with Roger. It just doesn't feel like I don't know because Roger was full of shit, but I don't think he was that good at anything. So that's like where I'd fall. If this was a fake, he didn't make any money on it, but he still made an enduring fake, and that's crazy to me. It's so. funny. I love the dynamic here because if we, Summer and I, you know, if we were to go ghost hunting, I would be the skeptic trying to fuck around the whole time. You could but say if, get, a, get a ghost. Yeah, man. Even if we saw it, I'd be like, what the fuck? There's a smudge on the case. If we went looking for Bigfoot, I'd be locked in, baby. I, full, I'd be <laughs> Clapping locked trees. in, man. <laughs> I'd be putting up cameras. I would, but I'm telling you right now, like I've told you guys before, if I ever saw a ghost, my personality, if I ever saw a ghost, if I ever saw Bigfoot, I'm done working. This is my. I think you're gonna say you're gonna try to fight him. He's going to take a line of credit with all of you. Yeah, oh, I'm all in. I will dive in fully. And you're like, what happened to Cody? Like, oh, he lives in the woods hunting Bigfoot now. That's so, what he does. Basically, guys. Super serious about it. Go to, don't actually don't talk don't, to him. Don't talk to him. <laughs> That's he's because he's send us your info. We're no, starting to go fund he's like, me. He's like, don't talk to him. He's going to try to get money from you. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, Cody hit me up on Facebook. Fuck. But oh, is Cody Stacy? Is this Bigfoot related? <laughs> <laughs> Tell me you got him. Just I'm on just, your satellite phone in Oregon. I'm going to come home with just, just my cell phone. antenna rips out. <laughs> Giant beard. I'm going to go on Facebook Live and be like, ladies and gentlemen, I got him. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a dream come true for me to see Cody Stacy on Coast to Coast. Oh, just God. Just sitting there. <laughs> so, Mr. Stacy, when you met the Sasquatch, how do you smell? Something like that. I have nothing. He's not wet. I just want to see it. I just want to see him sitting in that fucking chair. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, um, yep. that's it, I think, guys. Yep. Yeah. Tune in next you. week. Thank you for listening. If you guys want to hear us talk more about anything, just contact us. Uh, what are our contact points, Shane? Okay, so you can either email us at hatchandbar at gmail.com. Or Instagram. Or Instagram at Hatch and, and Bar, right? Same thing. Or Facebook. Or, or on Facebook. Facebook. Also Hatch and Bar? Hatch and Bar. Facebook. Or you can just privately DM one of us. You could probably yeah, Google Hatch and Bar. Yeah. Yeah. Don't do that, though. Don't do that. Don't, don't do, do it, but you probably... You, c- you could, could, but don't do you, it. Yeah, don't do it. Happened one time, one guy from Kentucky. I told you about it. Um, we don't want to see anything. It, it, Shane does. <laughs> yeah. Shane yeah, Markle. Shane Markle seven at facebook.com. Yeah, at the goldenest throat. Yeah, on Twitter. Send them your weird swords. <laughs> Send them weird pics. You say weird swords. Yeah, swords. <laughs> swords. Oh, okay. Say bye. Oh, thanks, guys. This was your hatch and bar. <laughs>